Welcome to a new episode of the Cartridge Club, where we discuss our game of the month with members of the Cartridge Club community. It's Rocket Sauce here, and for the month of September, the Cartridge Club played Ratchet and Clank. September has become a PlayStation exclusive month the last few years for the CC, so why not start Season 10 with one of Sony's longest running mascot and cover both the original game and the 2016 remaster. Joining me on the show, we have Fitnet and Adam Atomic Bomb 1980. If you have played along, you can always share your own experiences in the forums at cartridgeclub.org, in our community's Discord, or across social media by using the hashtag cartridgeclub. Before I start the show, on behalf of the entire Cartridge Club community, I'd like to give a huge shout out to our Patreon club backers like Joe Boyce, Barry on Mars, Christopher Rohr, Dean Lasagna, and Caleb J. Ross. To our backers and Patreon supporters, thank you. If you're interested in becoming a Patreon supporter for the Cartridge Club, Please look at how you can do so at patreon.com forward slash cartridge club. Why don't you tell us your overall thoughts on Ratchet and Clank? Well, I, I used to play the games a lot, so I have a lot of fondness for them. And uh, replaying them here was interesting, because the first one, it uh, doesn't hold up as well as I thought, but it's still pretty fun. Yeah, I've always enjoyed the series, so it was fun to replay them for this. Yep. So basically, I love the entire Ratchet and Clank series, the franchise. I love the platforming. It is actually probably the more I thought about it as I was playing it, it's probably my favorite platformer, period. It has like everything that you would want. You got the the running, the shooting, but just even the platforming itself was is fantastic. And I even put that above like Mario, especially 3D Mario. I felt 3D Mario was good but I don't think it's quite on the same level as like Ratchet and Clank's platforming. Like if you compare like Mario Odyssey versus Ratchet and Clank, I think Ratchet and Clank is a better platformer as far as camera controls, jumping, moving. It doesn't feel as weird. And just to be specific, you're talking about 2016 Ratchet and Clank, not 2002 Ratchet and Clank, right? I'm talking about the entire franchise in oh, general. Okay. Okay. Then we already have a disagreement. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mario's a great side-scrolling platformer, hands down. I, I definitely that. But when it comes to 3D, I think Mario still could use a little bit more polish. I had a lot more frustrations playing through Mario Odyssey and playing through bosses and then random camera changes and just the weird, awkward, like, jumping to where you hope you're jumping in the right angle. I don't ever feel that with Ratchet & Clank. I don't so ever feel like I'm pressing, like, a diagonal. I'm going to jump in that direction or going elsewhere like I did on Mario, or so, missing the platform altogether. <laughs> so Adam, what other games in this franchise have you played? I've played all of them. All the way through the HD trilogy, I have played through the entire like PlayStation 3 catalog, like you know, Full Frontal Assault, uh, Tools of Destruction. I've played through... Every single one of them. There's so many to list. There's like, I think, what, 15 plus games in the franchise. There's and I've played through all of them now, except 
the few side ones like Size Matters, uh, Secret Agent Clank, uh, Deadlocked, and uh, Rift Apart. Those are the only ones I have not played yet. Yeah, I haven't played a lot of the side ones either. I've played all the mainline ones other than Rift Apart and uh, Into the Nexus, actually. I haven't played that one yet. Yeah, aside from Size Matters and Secret Agent Clank, I've pretty much played all of them. And uh, including Deadlocked. That was an interesting one, but... Uh, it was fun. I just never played through it the completion. Yeah. It's kind of an odd, like, extreme gritty shooter kind of spinoff thing. It wasn't, like, that gritty, but it was still a departure. It wasn't quite, like, as much of a shift as, like, Jack 2 compared to Jack and Daxter. But still, that was a different one. For, for myself, I've only played both the original and the remake, or the 2016 remake. Uh, I've yet to ever get my hands on the PS2 copy of this. I have the PS3 HD collection, and I have the 2016 re-release for, for PS4. They also gave it away, I believe, last year for free, the 2016 yeah. release. Um, yeah. If not, it was yeah, maybe they... the COVID year that they gave it away for free as a free game. And probably yeah. promotion for Rift Apart, because it was already kind of announced. I know they've also kind of patched it for PS5, and that's how I've been playing 2016. So there's a couple more features. The game runs at 60 frames per second, because I believe every single version of Ratchet and Clank runs at 60, 60 frames, per, except with the exception of 2016. 2016 uh, and um like obviously like the PSP games. Mm-hmm. There might be another side one that doesn't run at 60, but it's pretty cool that the vast majority do. Mm-hmm. And then they like said they, they, well, they went back even now and patched it in, so you can actually, yeah. if you have a PS5, you can play it in 60 frames per second. Yeah, the the 30 frames per second for 2016 was actually fairly solid. I found playing it again is interesting, mm-hmm. but um, the only time, not like get deep into weapons or anything, but the only weapon I found made the frame rate just tank was the pixelizer. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I remember playing really well though on my PS4. I've I I, I don't recall ever having. So I, I agree with you 100 percent on that. Um, I just for this most recent playthrough, you know, it seemed you know it seemed like a PS5 game almost with uh how it looked and how it ran on on my PS5. Oh yeah, having that limitation removed probably makes it extremely impressive because it's already fairly impressive. Mm-hmm. Notice how we've been mostly talking about the 2016 game and not the original. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That was what I was saying. One of my, one of my, so like I said, I have a history with this game, franchise game with this game, many, many years ago. One thing I would say for, for my overall thoughts and my history with this franchise here is uh, the first time I played this game was many, 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 many seasons ago for the Cartridge Club. Ram Vox really wanted to play the original we were kind of jokingly saying, well, while another RPG was selected by the Cartridge Bros, which was Secret of Evermore, me and him didn't want to quite play with it. So we kind of created CC Underground. And uh, it was I just me. This. Yeah, just me. It was just me and uh, me and Ramvox were playing it and uh, jokingly back and forth. But I remember the difficulty really spikes towards the end of that game. Of the first one? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That that oh, final yeah. battle is incredibly hard compared to 2016. 2016 is a breeze, uh, and I'm not I'm not complaining about that. Like the lack of difficulty, it's it's a fun 3D platform. But boy, howdy, does 2002 
really ramp it up at the end there. They're really kind of going for that uh, vintage. I won't say almost any 3D platformer is difficult, but like there's definitely some times where it's can be hair pulling frustration coming from uh, you know the difficulty of 20, 2002. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you about the difficulty at the end of the game, but not about which fight is harder. Granted, I kind of put off re-beating uh, 2016 to last minute, like last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was kind of blitzing the end of the game, so I might not have been paying quite as much attention to what I was doing in that final fight as I did with replaying the original. But I had a much easier time with the first one. But I think that's because I had like more weapons and more everything at the mm-hmm. end. Like mm-hmm. I had a bunch of weapons at the end for the other one, but as I said, I might have been like trying to rush a little bit through it, but I also hadn't yet thrown all the raritanium I had into the weapons at the end. But um, yeah, I just found that final fight in the first one. It was tedious, but it was relatively easy if you had enough weapons to throw at him. Yeah, Adam, I think you need to go back and replay 2002 before you say uh, <laughs> Mario's no, let's give us a platformer. That no, I still stand real. by it. I still stand by it. <laughs> but what I'm saying, like, I agree with, uh, I agree with him because that final boss in the 2016 can be hard if you don't have the right guns and you don't have the ammo. Because I felt that replaying this remake, I felt that the ammo was a lot more scarce. I was always running around for more ammo than I felt in the previous games. I'm just like, I always, there was always ammo somewhere. And I felt like I was trekking around more in the remake looking for more ammo than I was in the original, from what I remember. Yeah, I actually kind of agree with that because I never really, unless I absolutely had to, I never bought ammo from the Gadgetron in the original game. But I was constantly topping up in 2016 like because they allow you to just fill all your health and ammo, click. They allow you to just do that in the new one. Newer. So I was doing that like every other level. I won't say that the end of the first game was easier by far. I was the lead up Velden level with all the flying guys and everything. Oh my god. <laughs> that was so yeah. frustrating. <laughs> yes. And, and such a and punishing I checkpoint. That- I felt that Drek was a much harder boss overall because you literally had to go get all the other guns. You literally had to really push yourself to even get the Rhino to defeat Drek in the original to where as long as you have at least two thirds of the guns and enough and they're leveled up enough with ammo, you can easily take down the Farius in the remake. I think some of the issues I had with even just the struggles with fighting Nefarious in the remake is I felt that some of the controls were a little janky as you're flying from platform to platform. And when you're trying to get to the other platform and just quickly get health or whatever, like the camera would auto adjust and force you to look at him or look somewhere else, which is always one of my pet peeves in a video game. I hate when the game forces the camera angle change when I have an analog stick and I want to do it myself. (laughs) Yeah, I think the, sorry to cut you off, but uh, I think the reason the 2016 fight seemed so much harder to me and seemingly just overall for you as well, maybe you might have had an easier time with it, but it's still so many more variables than the Drek fight. Like, cause it's an entire other axis having the jetpack as well. Where um, the jetpack in the 2016 game is not ideal. (laughs) 
that's one thing the original very much has over the new one. And I still quite enjoy the original, I want to be clear. I've been kind of jokingly crapping on it, but it's just aged in certain ways the rest of the series hasn't. I think the the original did so many things better than the newer than the 2016 remake. I still felt like a, even a lot of the platforming, I think, was still better in the original compared to the original, especially the, the, the rail grinding I felt was awful in the remake. It felt much better, smoother and easier in all of the other games prior. I felt like this one is weaker. And one of my friends, we had the same discussion and felt the same thing that the, the this 2016 felt like it wasn't as polished as the other ratchet games it felt like they just wanted to push it out with the movie and they just wanted to get it out there with disregarding of how great and how much time and effort were put into the originals in the first place there was a lot of things that i felt was missing from the 2016 remake it felt like all the relationships between the characters felt very disconnected ratchet and clank barely spoke or even made on eye contact in the newer remake to where they're always bantering in the previous games for better talking worse. back and forth <laughs> and ratchet as a character is completely different in the remake compared to the original the original he was way more brash wanting to just go destroy everything he wasn't really a full-on hero he wasn't obsessed with some justice league type team to go join and be some big hero like he was in the remake he was nothing like that yeah well he's <laughs> he, granted he's nothing like that in any game other than the first one do you know why different voice actor for one that's probably well so that's what i was about to say it's probably you still see ratchet grow actor. as a character to where i felt like i did not see ratchet grow at all in the in the remake like so, i didn't see him grow as a character it felt like it was more focused on uh Captain Quark just telling his story, and it felt like it was yeah. more about Quark and his side of the story than it really was Ratchet and Clank. Honestly, it kind of is, because I watched the movie for this. I hadn't seen it before. I don't know why. I just hadn't. You get a lot more relationship stuff between pretty much everybody in the movie versus the game, which um, it doesn't go through all like the locations that you play through in the game, but there's just stuff that you miss if you don't watch the movie. Uh, you don't really realize you're missing anything if you don't see it. But there was one example that it didn't stand out to me until I watched the movie. Is like that? Wait, that doesn't make any sense out of context. Is um, when they're introducing, not introducing, but like uh, when Quark runs into Nefarious near the end, and Drek says, "Well, there's our juggling psychopath now." And it's like, when did juggling come up? <laughs> It's like in the game that's there's no explanation for why he says juggling psychopath, but they mention like as a part of his bio that he can juggle in the movie for, for that scene before that interaction happens in the game. So there are pieces missing. Yeah, I did notice that too. That there's things that like just jump out of context. You're like, okay, why? What? What was the point of that scene? Like, what was he talking about? Yeah, you have to see the movie for it to understand what led up to that moment of him saying whatever. So I agree with you on that. Quick question for both of you here: Which version do you prefer, 2016 or 2002? Ugh, 2002. One. Uh, 2002 hands down 2002 yeah maybe it's not that hard of one it, i overall <laughs> prefer 2002 
See, there's I, a lot of I, things I do prefer in 2016, but not the overall. I I completely am on the other feelings. I think 2016 is the better game, and the main reason why. Well, I shouldn't say the main reason why, but I cannot stand how Ratchet is in the first game. I think he's an asshole. I think he's a jerk. And some people might like that, but like I absolutely hate it because like he's mean. He's mean to like he his is. friends. And I, I, I get I get I get the development of the character change over the series, but he's unlikable in my in my opinion for the first first game, the 2002 version. In 2016, he's much more of a, I guess you know, nicer character, and I prefer that. Where I'm like, okay, yeah, I want to play play this character because he's just mean as hell even to clank you know and uh yeah yeah well he barely talks to clank in the remake so it's mm. just there's barely any banter between those two yeah. even like I, brotherly banter that he's always had throughout the franchise was completely missing from the 2016 and i love that in the original and i think that was part of his story arc because as a story arc in the original yeah he was a jerk but at the end of that game he kind of wasn't because before he didn't care about planets being destroyed he just wanted revenge or going to get these big awesome guns and it was clank that was countering him saying no we should go do this we should go do that and there wasn't that clank relationship with him in the 2016 it was just non-existent he just kind of followed him around basically and i just felt like i felt that the original was better in that sense but a lot of people can say the same thing about cloud a lot of people love cloud and final fantasy but he's like one of the biggest jerks too but people love him yeah, but he's not a he 3D the same platformer thing. mascot. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. And I, I I liked how Ratchet grew as a character in the original to where he's really nothing in the new one as far as any character growth, nothing. It was just all what was going on and how he was going to help the Rangers and more about Clark. That, that's well, yeah. how well, I felt. If you don't if you don't like it, Adam, it's probably because the 2016 game is told from the perspective in of Quark. It's his recalling of the game. It's not how. Yeah, yeah. You could you could say twenty two thousand two is actually how it actually happened, but Quark's going from his perspective and how. Yeah. Is it's jealousy, from, you know. It's yeah. ratcheting like from a certain point of view. <laughs> yeah. It, in a sense, I, it's not. That would make it not really a remake. Then, in a sense, it would just be more of a different point of view of the original game. And that's and that's exactly what, according to the Ratchet and Clank Wikipedia here. Uh, that's according to the developers. It's a way of, I guess, like saying it's not like a complete remake or remaster. It's just another game. It's a game, same game, different. It's like a, it's a, a, an original way, I would say, of retelling a game. Basically, it's so, essentially a reboot yeah. with a lot of remake elements. In a, um, in, a, in a way of tying it to the movie, right? In a way, yeah. Of tying, you know, it feels more of a movie tie-in than a main game in the series. With some like nostalgia for the original game in there, I would say the story and everything is better in the first game and all the banter and everything. I like the version of the character less, but that's just because they hadn't really nailed the tone for anyone really yet until at least the second game. Yeah, but, I mean, um, that's the case for a lot of franchises, right? It's like you get you know, you start something and then as you keep going, you build off of that, right? It happens yeah. in a lot of games, and for the better, I mean. I don't know. It's it's a good way of a good way. Of, it's a good starting point, right? Yeah. One of the things I don't like about 2016 in terms of the story is it has a lot of those like Pixar emotional voice moments where it's like, oh, I gotta go save my home and all that. It's like this, like where 
the characters talk like no person ever talks other than like in Pixar movies. Or like just animated movies in general. It's not just Pixar. But you know what I mean. Where it's like very just like it's very much trying to pull at your heartstrings, but it's just not landing. It does a lot of that in 2016 because it's more of the movie tone. Yeah, well, I think Sony was also trying to create a, a Pixar verse at this point in time for yeah. their uh, their franchises. There was supposed to be a Sly Cooper movie. The trailer's still up. Sony, I don't think he's ever said it's it's canceled yet, but that trailer came out like four or five years ago, and not a peep since, right? Yeah, that looked like a promising movie because I love the Sly, Sly Cooper franchise too, and I thought that trailer was really good. Speaking of the movie, you, so both of you seen the movie? I take it. Yeah, I I actually own it. I have it. <laughs> yeah, I have it here as well. Fans, are you a big fan of the movie or just? Mm, it's mm, fine. You both are just lukewarm on it. Yeah, yeah it, it is what it is, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not bad by any means, but it just didn't really blow me away. You know, like, I guess the main reason I'm like I'm, I guess I'm a little bit higher on it is because there's a lot of bad video game movies, and for, in my opinion, for video game movies, I'm like, it's not bad. It's not bad for no, a video it's game. It's not movie. bad for a video game movie. No, yeah, not but it's all. it doesn't go above and beyond. Yeah. At least in the way that it intended to. Like, they were very clearly trying. But, um... Just because this doesn't really fit anywhere else, I'll mention one joke. that It's like, I wasn't sure I felt about that joke. Because it's like, I get it, but it was so blatant that I'm just not sure why that got to the end. Where, um... It's, um, in the level where... The city, where it's being attacked, and it's the flying level... And uh, you're picking up all the robots and everything. But anyway, in the movie, there's a scene where one of the, I think it's one of the like the guard, the good robots, gets knocked off the bridge, and you hear the Wilhelm scream. And then another robot runs over to the bridge and goes Wilhelm, <laughs> like calling after the robot. And it's like, okay. <laughs> you know, the movie's got an all-star cast to it. It's got like Rosario Dawson and Sly Stallone and Paul Giamatti. It's got in you know, it's got like an all-star cast to it. So like. Sony went all out. It's just none of whom I noticed were the voices until I saw them in the credits. Mm. <laughs> I do I appreciate. Just... I do appreciate. Sorry to cut you off, but I, I do appreciate. Unlike most other movies in that regard, like where it's adapting something, they kept the main cast for the most part. The video game voice actors, like it was James Arnold Taylor, David Kay, uh, whoever does Quirk's voice. I'm sorry, I just don't remember what his name is, <laughs> but um. All those were pretty much the same. It's like direct being voiced by Paul Giamatti and uh, Victor being voiced by Stallone. It's like didn't really add anything because I couldn't tell one way or the other. Yeah, I don't think no. Victor really says much in the movie either. I think no. he just maybe goes <laughs> so, basically. So Stallone had a nice paycheck like he did for uh, we call it uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, and. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like liked that it. performance better though. I liked I liked I preferred the original voice actor for Drek. I felt Drek was a better Drek was more of a menacing character in the original yeah. versus just being some goofy side joke villain in the reboot. Yeah, he was a little too Yeah, goofy is the right word in the remake. Kevin Michael Richardson, I did think did the original voice. Yeah, he was the and... guy that did the huge brute guy in uh, Lilo and Stitch. 
Probably. He was the one who voiced him. I can't remember that character's name, but yeah, I, I thought he was. Yeah, I I, I prefer that too. Because like he's not like menacing, menacing, like a big, like main baddie would usually be, but like you can tell that he means business, and you can tell he's actually evil and intent on doing harm for profit, rather than just like I'm just gonna do this because I can. Is the new version. He sounds like one of those wacky like car salesmen or whatever on TV that you see. Like that's what he felt like in the yeah. reboot. Yeah, kind of. It's like we should make T-shirts. And it's like okay, that's not really Drek. No, he was more like I'm going to you know make a profit. I'm going to suck this planet dry and then destroy it, and then I'm going to start yeah. over and do it all over again. <laughs> yep. Have you guys ever played any other games in the franchise? I know Adam, you said you were, you own them all, but like, have you played? all of them like what's which one would you say is if you have like which one would you say is your favorite in the franchise um i would probably have to say the second one is that going once Commando? once i played through the first one yeah. and i jumped right to the second one it just felt like everything was much more improved everything was great the story was awesome the gunplay was much more refined in the storyline two was really good. I, the third game was really good too, but I felt like the third game stepped back just a little, but it was still, a, still an awesome game. It just, I felt like that second one is what really hooked me to want to just continue through that franchise. Yeah. It's uncharted syndrome where the second one was such a huge leap that the third one just is like, it doesn't have as many improvements over the first one as the second one did. And it doesn't like do that quantum leap again. So it's not as impressive, even though it's pretty much on the same par. Yes. I haven't yes. played uh, 2 all the way through. I actually was replaying 2 before this was even announced that we were doing Ratchet & Clank. So I was in the mindset, apparently. But um, So I stopped my playthrough of 2 and went back to the first one again. But um, yeah, I was enjoying that quite a bit. I would say that's probably the best of the original trilogy. I haven't played three. I haven't played any of them in years. I'll be honest, because it's just I played all of them up until Kraken Time, and then for some reason I just fell off of the franchise for years and years. Up until 2016 came out, and then I played that, and then I just fell off again. But um, maybe that's in part because I had for years, like an idiot, been going for the platinum in the original game on the PS3 version, legit without doing the glitch the bolts that was infuriating like so many years of just occasionally booting the game up throwing up throwing on a podcast and just playing the giant robot fight on core 2 because i just could not play through the game in challenge mode over and over anymore and it takes so long it takes so long to get a million bolts well even I've, i've seen the videos on how to get the get the million bolts to for the glitch and even then, like it takes a lot of times where people are like, I recommend just putting a piece of tape down on the circle button and going away for keeping it on overnight and just going to bed and then waking up the next morning and you might have the million bolts. And so I'm like, geez, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The reason that's such a righteous pain in the ass is because in every other following game, you get a multiplier for bolts in challenge mode. In that original game, it's exactly the same amount of bolts no matter how many times you play through it. And you do not get enough. Any of the times. 
So it's just a giant slog. Trophy's like a troll. That's like, you know, like I've always wanted to go back and platinum the Ratchet series and the games, but like knowing that with the first Ratchet, I'm just like, I kind of just didn't platinum any of them. I'm just like, I'm just playing through these and whatever trophies I can get cool. If I ever go back to finishing them, maybe I'll try to platinum again. But yeah, that what you're saying, those million bolts that, that, that skills me. <laughs> it's just for the first one, but oh my God. But yeah, I actually have the platinum for both versions we played for this. Had it before I'll, we did this. I'll say 2016 is rated as a very easy platinum, so that's why I've been uh, chopping away at that one because it's just a lot of... There's some unique ones in there too, like uh, like you have to get every creature, uh, every villain in the game that the, the hit with the Groovatron, so it yeah. dances. Yeah, I screwed that up. <laughs> well, the thing is you have to do challenge mode, Adam, so you have to go back and do it again regardless. You have to be challenge oh, okay. mode. And challenge mode essentially is like new game plus where you get to keep all your weapons, your level up as much as you you are in the game. The only thing is you, you're missing out on some things like you don't have your magnet boots right away. So like you hmm. keep if you had the gold bolts, you keep which ones you had already. They won't be back for the, the follow up. So it's kind of almost like you can hammer your way through the game. So that's what yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah, you can platinum that 2016 game if you have a free weekend. Yeah. It's just like. You can, play it on easy mode you. you can play it on easy mode and challenge and it won't affect it at all either. So you can just constantly like okay. smooth, you know, cruise right through it. So yeah, the Groovatron's the only one I missed. I think what I'll do is before I go into that whole like challenge mode, I'll try to grab all the trophies I can mm -hmm. and then just leave that as like the last ones to grab if I try to platinum it. There's one trophy I missed too, and it's when where you go right before the final battle and you go talk to Cork. And he's, are you going to go talk to Cork? You just go by his prison cell and you have to listen to this dialogue where he's just talking or something like that in his jail cell. And it's one of those things you just have to sit there and listen. And I completely just missed it. So I have to do it. I didn't even know that was a trophy until you just now told me because I yeah. didn't fully study the trophy list for this. I was just playing through it and I was playing it on stream too. So I didn't really pay attention to trophies too much. But I didn't I think, even know that was a trophy. So before you start challenge mode over, over again to do this, because uh, I think your last save is right before the fight. You want to yeah. go find a cell, his jail cell, like from the last boot to the left. Left, uh, I believe you just walk and you go left. And you'll find his because he's locked up on the ship, and you sit there and listen and you unlock a trophy. I didn't know that until I started the challenge mode, so I'll have to do it now. Okay, so I, I can there, still so. get it then. Yeah, because I was going to go back and grab all the gold bolts and all that stuff before I went into the challenge mode. Take whatever I can. I never collected all the cards to get the rhino either, so I haven't done that. I, I thought like getting the rhino was more fun in the original game compared to this one. It's just a weird collect cards. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like the card system in the new game. You very much have to do challenge mode in the original game in order to get the rhino. Because it's so expensive. Nope. nope. I did it. I did I it. I, I did didn't it. Either. Uh, I, didn't I did either. it. And uh, well, the one thing that's nice about the card system, and I'll defend the card system, is that there are like weapons that'll keep. Um, if you keep leveling up the gun, you'll get uh, enemies that will drop the cards. So if you get a duplicate of every five duplicates, I believe you can trade in for one card you don't have. So you can keep filling out the card sheets to. Um, get everything you need for the card system so it's but that they said that's more of a because that's also a trophy is getting all the cards that's more of a challenge mode thing to do but i didn't need that for the rhino i just 
I don't know. I just, I guess I just kept smashing every box I saw. So smashy, smashy. So yeah, I, I didn't bother collecting all the cards or getting the Rhino in the second game either because, or the 2016 remake. Cause, uh, I, as I said, I just kind of blitzed the second half of the game yesterday. Yeah. I, it's maybe not, you don't have to challenge mode for the Rhino in the first game, but it takes a while. And you have to like specifically grind and go for it for a little while. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're going for everything anyway, because it's 150,000 bolts. It's going to take a bit. Yeah. One of the so- things I, I was going to mention too, and we were talking about, you know, going back to platforming is one of the things that I also felt that was kind of missing from this reboot, which I would have liked to see is it felt like it was a lot a lot less platformy as far as like the areas were like not as big they were much more polished they looked so beautiful in the remake but like one thing i love the 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 sense of exploration in the original to where you might be able to go and unlock this path and you might find some cool item down there you didn't have that in this remake yeah you didn't really have that whole sense of exploration whatsoever yeah, it's shinier, but it doesn't feel as good to explore it. Like, it doesn't feel as impressive. Even though, like, the entire point of the levels in the remake is how impressive they're supposed to be. And they definitely are, but you don't have the same charm as you do going through the the levels in the original game. There's just a different feel to it. Like, it's more impressive because of how old it is. But, like, of course it was impressive for its day as well. Like it's impressive. It was impressive new because it was just kind of the new era, and it was one of those relatively early games. Was, was would you was it the first of the PS2 generation mascots? Was it before Sly and Jax, or it might have been before first? Sly, but I do not remember if it's before Jack. I do not know if it's the first one of those, but it's still early, 2002. So well, it's, like, it's the one that still is like around. It's the one that still gets new games out of the PS2 mascots, right? Yeah, yeah, because Sly, I heard, isn't there a rumor that Sly is going to get another game? I would like to I, see it. Um, Jack, I know they're done. They said they even flat out said they're done with Jack because they're off to doing their current stuff now, so they don't have interest yeah. in going back to Jack. Yeah, and uh, was it Sucker yeah. Punch that did Sly? Yes, and yes. The, reason, yeah. the main reason I know that is because there is a trophy for Ghost of Tsushima. That is, you basically create a Sly Cooper suit. Uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, you have to get like purple dye, and you have kind of like <laughs> I, I think you have a raccoon tail almost. I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's essentially you kind of make yeah, and it's like one of the last trophies I got, which I thought was actually really creative. That was like homage to their franchise that kind of made them. So, well, there was in in uh, Infamous, uh, what was it, Infamous uh, Second Son? They actually had like cartoon, like chalk drawings of the Sly Cooper characters in the playgrounds while you're going around the city. I remember something too about this, and maybe I haven't because I haven't played all the PS2 ones yet for all three. Because I've only played, if I'm being honest, I've only played Ratchet and I've only played for Sly Cooper, and I haven't gotten to Jax yet. But I thought. They like all three companies, Donnie Dog, uh, Sucker Punch, and Insomniac. They were all kind of like rivals of each other, not rivals, but friendly rivals. So they would always throw yeah. like an homage to like Ratchet and Sly in like a Jax game. Like I said, like if you look at like a oh, picture yeah, frame, there's, there's always like a picture of like one somewhere, like or like a thing on the wall, like like something with a rac- 
Raccoonus, Devious, yeah, like, or something like that. You walk into an apartment or something in the first Ratchet, or it's one of the... Uh, <laughs> I don't remember if it's the first game, but it, it might have been going Commando, because I said I was playing that before I started replaying the first one again. You walk into like an apartment, and on the TV, there's like a, like a cartoon picture of Jack and Daxter just up there. So there's mm-hmm. always references. I think I I would be really curious to see which one was first now because um, there's these there's these orbs that you destroy that are locking doors in the original game, and they very much reminded me of precursor orbs. Like you have the electric fences and stuff that you have to break the orbs to get it to go down in the original game. Do you remember these? The orbs? I'm trying to... I don't They're, know if I remember. But, like, you know when you had to go through a door, like, they were, like, just you hit the button with the wrench in the remake, but it, they were, like, these items that were floating and spinning around, and you had to break them. Like, in the, like, the Snaggle Beast kind of ship. Whatever the ship I'm was. Remember, I'm trying to remember those. Where, like, the first of the enemies that have, like, the weird gas or fire gun, they hit the ground and the throws a wave at you and yet they had all that, like, those. Big yeah lizards. i do remember those it's like that level and like near the end i think on velden and a couple of the like swampy locations you have doors that you have to break down but it's like it's an electric kind of barrier and you have to break this orb to get through and it re- kind of reminded me of precursor orbs it's not important but <laughs> just that's one another another one of those that just kind of reminded me of the other games Jack was first, 2001. I was actually looking that up too. That's why yeah. I was all... <laughs> so Jack, <laughs> I had to. After saying all that, I had to look. <laughs> so, so I had Jack... to look too because I was con- I was curious. So it was Jack? You said was first. Jack was first. Then Ratchet. Then Sly. Sly Thievius Raccoonus was September 2002. Jack was uh, December 2001. November 2002 for Ratchet. So Ratchet was third? Ratchet was third. I guess he's so. The one that's, he's the one that's still around. Yep. Yep. It also depends on when development started then, too. You could really get technical and figure out, well, which one was in development first. <laughs> they were probably all in development kind yeah. of together. I think, like, I think the thing with uh, Insomniac and Naughty Dog is, like, they were, like, across the hall from each other or something. If I thought I remember reading this correctly on the Wikipedia that they were they started development before the third Spyro came out too. They were like starting the development before even like getting Spyro three going. So the thing that gets me about not knowing the answers to this is I have this massive art of Ratchet and Clank anniversary thing that goes over the development and everything, and I never gave myself enough time this month to actually read it. <laughs> so that would have come it in handy. I have a lot of books like that that I have yeah. that's collectible that gives me all this info, but like I don't ever read it. And then anytime the question pops up, it's like, oh, I'll just Google it rather than yep. actually read the book. <laughs> Speaking of books, shout out to the video game library. <laughs> Friend of the show, Dean Lasagna, aka Round 2 Gaming. Check it out. <laughs> Big shout out. Anyways, Adam, or else they like to tell us the little differences between the story. Yeah, the biggest differences I felt was just the the relationships with the characters and like like their story arcs, the way they built up between the like how they were as characters. Um, 
as you were talking about, it's more about Quark's perspective and his point of view. But that was one of the biggest charms in the originals was, you know, seeing how Ratchet and Clank, like, end up, like, getting together and, like, how they have that brotherly banter and they're kind of like the yin and yang to each other to where, like, Ratchet wants to go get the biggest gun and blow stuff up or Clank's like, no, we got to go stop this person from doing this bad thing. And it kind of wasn't really there in the remake. But I don't I don't want to trash the remake, though, because I do love the 2016. It's just not high in the list as, as far as the rest of the franchise or even the first one. Yeah. It's like you say, if you want to blame it on anything, you can blame it on a guy misremembering how it went, right? You can uh, with Cork. Yeah. Because yeah. in 2002, there's a different final boss with it being Drax. Right, and then Correct. the for 2016, it's Doctor Nefarious who's the final battle. Yeah, and, and I was leading up robot that. suits. And I was leading up to that too. That I thought, you know, the the direct fight was actually a lot more of a platformer battle um, rather than just flying around on the jetpack in circles. Like I felt it was more fun to to fight direct in the original than it was Nefarious in the remake. And Nefarious just kind of really just takes over the same thing Drek was in in the first place. And the same thing with the Snaggle Beast battle. Do you remember in the original, you had to lure him into the lava in this whole platformy type battle to where you're just in a small little square and you just fight him in the, in the remake. It felt like it was just, yeah. it was just kind of like a cheap way. Here's a, here's a Snaggle Beast fight it. The to where you had to be a little bit more creative and platformy in the original to fight the snaggle beast yeah the snaggle beast in the remake kind of feels like a mix of that original snaggle beast fight and um like when you i don't remember the name of like these big like the snapping lizard enemies oh i remember yeah but um in that level the nebula space station whatever the hell it is that one you fight like a giant one of those at the end of that level and so it, the Snaggle Beast kind of felt like a mix of the original Snaggle Beast fight and that kind of giant lizard fight. Just kind of a meld of those. Or it's like a simpler yeah. arena type thing for the... Yeah, yeah. Like bigger. the other games, like in Deadlocked, where you go into the arenas in battle, which I have so yeah. much fun doing. I play through every single arena and finish those off completely because they're fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it, just, it, just felt like a, it just felt like a different game in story-wise. So like... I don't know. It, it's hard to compare every little bit of it because they've changed enough to where Ratchet does not feel like the same Ratchet as the original. So it's just like, it feels like it's two different things, which comes down to maybe that's the perspective of how Quark sees Ratchet as this cute, lovable, adorable character. When in reality, in the original game, he was this jerk that wanted to just do whatever he wanted. What? One, we're giving a little bit too much credit to the Quark perspective thing in terms of excuses <laughs> for letting things go in the game. But also, if we were to give that credence, Quark's bit barrier for jackassery, the bar is a little higher for him. So any kind of thing that like Ratchet would have done in the first game, like the original version or anything, would seem really tame to Quark. Because <laughs> he's just so much higher bar of jerk. So, yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. So it's just like, that would be, even if he was behaving exactly the same, he would seem innocent to Quark. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, uh, well, it's, it's kind of, it's very neat that there's so many games in the franchise, too. And essentially, aside from the first game, Ratchet, the same voice actors in all of them. 
um, James Arnold Taylor, Mike Kelly played him in the first. I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's just they didn't care for. Maybe he wasn't supposed to be such a jerk in the first game, and Mike Kelly was really just delivered on the jerkness for Ratchet. Um, Changed their mind. It's like it, the same thing happened with Spyro because where they had the they had a different voice actor for the first one than the second, the other two. Uh, but yeah, Clyde, maybe they felt um, you know how Ratchet like had that story arc that he became a much better person towards the end of the original game that they felt that needed a different voice actor to bring apart that change in him because the same thing happened with Infamous. If you ever played the first one and the second one, they changed voice actors because they felt that the newer voice actor in Infamous 2 brought more of a dimension to his voice and his personality versus that ruffle graspy voice that he had in the original game same probably situation that the reason why they change voice actors like that yeah just and like neat. these i was gonna say because clanking no i was gonna say no, it's, no my, i'm sorry for cutting you off i was gonna say because it's just neat that uh clank and cork have been around since the beginning um and they have never changed them those two have been the same from the very beginning in that james arnold taylor has been around since the second game and they even carried on to the movie too, doing the same characters as it is it bringing as opposed to bringing in a Chris Pratt or uh, you know uh, Charlie Day or something like that for, for the Mario, <laughs> for, yeah, it's for a for a Mario for a Mario movie. So Sutherland, I can't remember yeah. first name, the actor for Metal Gear. Well, Jack Black for uh, Bowser. So <laughs> either way, we'll we'll have to see how that yeah. movie goes. But um, yeah, Clank, it's hard to kind of evolve them. Like you can do nuance in that kind of character but it's like you're not going to notice a seismic shift in how he's played from game to game they do change quirk as well over the course of the other games like he's a little goofier and less like blatantly jerk he's more just like an idiot you know the thing i find very find interesting about this franchise in general is a little bit of the lowbrow humor it carries on with the title names even some of the character names like there's character named skid mcmarks you know yep and play on skid marks but embarrassingly that took me like a decade to get that joke <laughs> hey man like it happens for movies with me sometimes where you see a movie 10 years ago and then all of a sudden like that joke hits you later yeah in life but the one thing i, I was gonna say i think is just reading about it here while doing the research for for this show here is the games that weren't influenced for it in 2002 when they were making it were Conker's Bad Fur Day, Banjo Kazooie. So you get a little bit of that rare humor. It's not as brass as a Conker's Bad Fur Day. Granted, this game wasn't rated mature, but you see some of the other like notorious 32 bit, 64 bit platformers were an inspiration for this game. But just seeing that kind of makes you think because the second title is what's called Going Commando going commando yeah and then up your uh, arsenal up your arsenal crack in time you know like just um yeah tools of destruction is maybe mm-hmm. not quite as mm-hmm. direct of a joke there but like there's mm-hmm. a lot of them quest for booty is mm-hmm. a one of the side yeah games. so Full it's, frontal it's, assault. yeah <laughs> size matters they're not mm-hmm. subtle <laughs> no it's no like, and i felt like you know, one, one of the things, too, is I felt that the jokes in the original games, they were just, just that goofy, like, like you know, semi-adult-like like 
uh, jokes to where I didn't feel like the jokes in the, in the in the reboot like really hit that much. It I just kind of had that weird awkward moment. You'd be like, oh okay, and you just like you might find it like slightly funny. You might smirk a little, but it just it wasn't quite like the the other games as far as their jokes. Yeah, like there's moments that definitely stand out in the original over the remake where um this is like more near the end but after you've beaten quark you find him on the planet afterwards and he's like at this really crappy makeshift gadgetron vendor stand and he's like no my name is steve <laughs> and yeah. then uh it's like selling the pda but then there's the lame drug is like the public display of affection is like no the personal data assistant or whatever he's saying but it's like but you can believe me if my name's not steve <laughs> he's trying <laughs> And his little uh, antenna droops. There's little moments like that in the original game that just land way better. The plumber. The plumber jokes, yeah. too. Because there's the moment in the first one where he meets the plumber for the first time, and the plumber's, like, bent over. And then uh, Ratchet's just like, oh, the so that's the plumber's crack or whatever. No, he's like, and then uh, he's well, like, huh, what? And he's like, oh, I'm glad the plumber's back. Yeah, what and happens, he, I remember that. It's like just... Uh, <laughs> He just turns to the clinic and he's like, hey, look, plumber's crack. And the plumber's like, what's it? What was that? And he's like, oh, the, the, look, the plumber's back. Hey, that's <laughs> enough out of you. <laughs> it's like, it, it really wasn't like that awkward or anything at all. They just yeah. kind of like looked at each other and that was really it. It wasn't really yeah. any comedy moment in the in the reboot. Yeah, the the Conquer comparison actually hits for me. That makes make a lot more sense. It's very much not as crass as that, but it's kind of a similar tone of humor. Yeah, it's like Conquer for children, right? Or, yeah. Uh, so. Or teens, you should say, you know. Yeah. That tweens, that tweens, probably that tweens. That, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You yeah. Know, your 12-year-olds, you know, somewhere in that yeah. little. But that's exactly who the franchise was made for, for 2002. That that early teens probably crowd, basically, that maybe yeah. still would maybe a, uh, appeal to like a teenager who uh likes 3d platformers or something or even adults because like i said like these jokes would still like uh, just little jokes that would probably go over a ki little kid's head but um, yeah there's um it's like, still there's being little safe. moments there's little moments like where it's not like directly a joke but it's just kind of a funny moment where it's one of the levels with all these like the bigger robots and you wind up at the room at the end and after you've destroyed all this stuff, you get this one other bigger robot and you kind of square off with him. And instead of him fighting you, he just looks kind of scared for a second. Then the info bot drops from between his legs from behind him and he just runs away. <laughs> Speaking for gameplay here, uh, one of the, the game's like big draws here for, for gameplay is the lots of weapons. It uh, lets you how you want to play the game, right? It gives you a lot of customization choices, how you want to play the game. Adam, did you have a favorite weapon you liked using in this game? In this one, um, it's, it's it's various because this gun is in throughout a lot of the games. One of my favorite guns is the, the saw blade one that you shoot and all these blades go everywhere. Yeah, the buzz That is one of my favorite guns just through all the games. And I used it as much as I could in the remake, but again, we were always scrimping for ammo in this reboot compared to the older ones. But that is probably one of my favorite guns, in addition to just the, the regular gun itself, which I used both of those probably the most. And then if I ran out of ammo, I would switch. And I like I love the rocket launcher too, the one where you shoot there were like missiles. Devastator. That one was pretty cool too. 
I can't remember the names off the top of my head of what the that's, guns were called. That's for the first game. It's uh, are you talking about the Predator launcher or the Warmonger for the remake? The Predator the launcher remake. was the multi, the multi, the Warmonger, the Warmonger. Okay, so like the cool. the one shot. Yeah. That's like a sniper my rifle. My favorite gun is, that is the one that's the, like a sniper rifle. rifle? No, that that's the, the Plasma Slayer. <laughs> plasma Striker. See, this is the, have, this is what happens when you have a thousand like weapons to choose from yeah. in this game. I'm looking um, at the wiki just to remember all the names. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. And then what was the saw one called? That's the one. That's Buzz probably my favorite one altogether. Buzzblades. Buzzblades. Yes, I I used those probably through a lot of the franchise. Anytime I got that gun, which was cool in the in the trilogy, is it recognized your save file, so you got discounts on your guns in the later games, which was fantastic. So I would always quickly grab all my guns, but the, yeah, the the Buzzblade is probably my favorite gun. Just period. I can see that. You know, one of the things I'll say, one of my favorite ones here, and maybe it's maybe it's pertaining to a trophy here that I got wrong. I think I might have mentioned it earlier. If not, if I didn't mention it on the show earlier, but I just remembered it right now, one of the trophies is I thought it was the Groovatron. Groovatron is you have to use it on every single enemy to get the trophy. There is one with the Sheepinator that you have to use on a helicopter. That because it takes a long time to to use the uh, convert the sh- uh, helicopter into a sheep. That's one of the trophies you have to do as well. Uh, That's fun. That's yeah. Fun. So he yeah. said like it's if you can clear an area off. There's like one because I think that's a missable trophy. But there's like uh, one area left where the helicopter will still be there at the end of the game if you missed it. But yeah, I did it right away on my first first opportunity on a helicopter for this replay for on challenge mode. With the sheep and ears and convert it into a sheep, and then you just, I think, smack it uh, yeah. to get the trophy. So I would say, you know, it's dumb, but I really like the sheep and a lot. And the pixelator is very unique and different. I kind of like that one a lot for, for the remake. Yeah, it basically functions as the shotgun mm-hmm. for any other game. But it's that's, I mentioned that earlier, is that's the one that makes the frame rate just tank, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially if it's the 30 FPS PS4 version. I not the rhino, not the rhino. They rip you a new one. I didn't get that in either of these this time around, so I can't say. Mm-hmm. But um, those are definitely fun when you get them. But I just don't have any recollection of them since it's just been so many years. Yeah, the sheepnator is fun. It's goofy. The warbots take forever to mm-hmm. morph as well. I didn't use the equivalent in the original game at all this time around. The morphomatic uh, turns them into chickens, I think. Mm. But um, yeah, I just didn't. I didn't bother with it. I don't know why. <laughs> but um, I didn't use. Yeah, I didn't use the the glove the where you brought out all the little robots with you. I didn't use that really all that the, much. In the the glove of doom. The glove of doom. I used it a lot more in the older games than I did this reboot. Oh yeah, I didn't use it a, basically at all in the remake, but I used it a ton in the original. Should I go over my favorite weapons now? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say, no, 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 I was gonna say. Real quick for that glove on, does isn't it Zerg? Isn't that what, what it says? The Zircon. Zircon. Mr. Zircon, Zircon is yeah. looking to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Zircon's always fun. Yeah. Not in the original game. He's not there. But um, in the ones he's in, it's very fun. And um, this isn't for weapons, it's for bosses. But uh, I'll say, like, the Mrs. Zircon, the giant Zircon fight, that was delightful. 
it was kind of a pain to actually fight them, but it was so funny in the remake. But uh, anyway, for actual weapons in the original game, for some reason, I just I always assumed you started with the blaster. But I can very much see why you didn't in the original game because oh my god, the aiming in that game sucks. There's no strafing. It's such a pain in the butt to actually shoot anything. So um, they didn't nail that in the first game. I think for that reason, like you start with the pyrocitor, and that ended up being one of my favorite weapons in the game, since um, especially for all small enemies, you can just just kind of spin in a circle and kill them all. Yep. So it's very convenient and it's just very effective. And flamethrowers are always fun. So I ended up using the pyrocitor for both games quite a bit, and uh, it got kind of replaced later by the Tesla Claw in the original game. But other than that, for the original game, it's like those ones are kind of the base weapons that I really enjoyed. The bomb glove and fusion grenades in both games are always really fun. Um, again, these are just kind of the base weapons, but like the Devastator and the other rocket launchers in the remake. But yeah, I'd say the flamethrowers are always my favorite of the actual guns. The king in every game, though, is the wrench because it's just so fun. <laughs> it's such a simple thing, but it's so fun to just whack things with the wrench. And the boomerang and, effect. Yeah, I get the yeah, boomerang effect. The boomerang thing. Effect. Yep. It's so effective. But yeah, those are always just so fun. A lot of good get weapons in these games. But you, almost, you almost forget about the wrench because it's like always there, right? It's uh, yeah. You don't have to unlock it. It's just there. You just get it right yeah. away. So. Yeah, one like you use it all the time, but you don't think about it. So you don't think about it as a weapon. You're just like, oh, it's just like an accessory to you. But you don't think about it as a weapon. But when you think about it as a weapon, you're like, oh, yeah, the wrench is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm surprised there aren't trophies for, like, getting the vast majority of enemies only with the wrench. Like, for going the whole game with, like, a, tr a wrench-only run kind of thing. It wouldn't work for everything. Like, you wouldn't have wouldn't be able to do bosses or anything. Mm, but, or like, helicopters. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if there was a trophy in one of these games where, like, kill every variation of regular enemy at least once with the wrench. Or just but, defeat one boss with the wrench, and it could just be, like, yeah. you could probably only do certain bosses with it, but just figure actually, out which boss you can do it with. Actually, there's one in uh, Going Commando where um, it's one of the um, arenas where it's, like, kind of the, not, um, the kind of Robocop mech enemy whatever it is the all right yeah I, I know which one you're talking about. yeah i don't remember the name of it but um i think you have to destroy i think you have to beat that using only the wrench or without getting hurt i don't remember either way something like that is in the second one hey finette why don't you give us your final overall thoughts on ratchet and clank 2002 yeah, well, and 2016 since they played them both yeah well i said it at the beginning i just love these games it's really fun to always play them and uh as much as like the first game didn't hold up in all ways gameplay wise, like I said, the strafing or lack thereof, it was just kind of difficult to deal with that and just kind of get a bearing on that because so all the other games have a good balance on aiming and moving. But uh, so that was my only major complaint with that one. But I I'd still say I like the original one better than the remake overall. The remake plays better in a more technical way. But the first game is just so much more iconic and more fun overall in tone and just feel. And it just feels more unique for its day rather than just another Ratchet & Clank game, which is what the remake feels like, which is not a bad thing at all. It's just 
it's just not remarkable in the ways the other ones are. So I had a good time. I always have a good time with these, and I really like this franchise. Adam, final overall thoughts on, on Ratchet and Clank? Yep, um, I agree with him a, a lot. Um, it is Ratchet and Clank. I the more I thought about it, I think Ratchet and Clank. I'm probably just maybe gonna deem as my favorite platformer game franchise. Period. It's probably why I sought out and bought every single game in the franchise. Uh, I felt that um, between the two, I say hands down, the 2002 game is a much better game overall. It felt longer. There's more sense of exploration, more character relationships and build up with the storyline. Whereas the new ones kind of was a great movie game. It was a very good, here's a game to go alongside the movie. It's probably one of the best movie games out there. Probably. I do probably, like, yeah. I do really like, like the new uh, Ratchet and Clank. It just felt like different to me. I do recommend anyone's playing it. Um, but as far as like recommending any other games in the franchise, I would say going commando, the second ratchet and clank game. Fantastic. It was great. I have a lot of fun with all of them. I actually am looking forward to now, once I finish rift apart and get caught back up on the storyline, it's actually going to explore the side games like size matters, secret agent clank and seeing what those are. And now that I've, I'm a streamer, I would love to be able to stream those and bring those games to a, an audience that, you know, a lot of people are on uh, Twitch trying to look for retro games, trying to look for games that was before their time or they were just children and never really got the chance to experience those because of, you know, lack of backwards compatibility. You can't easily play PS2 games on a newer console because a younger generation, their first console might have been a 360 and a PS4. They never had the previous games, so it would be great to bring more Ratchet and Clank. More, I would like to see them remaster them again and bring those games to the new was PlayStation Premium and let people play these old games. It would be better if they just actually remade them and released them physically. But um, I do think like a more like kind of spiral reignited trilogy type treatment for the original trilogy would be awesome. You don't necessarily have to go all all the way like from scratch remake again. It would be a little redundant to do that three times with the first one. I wish they'd kind of do like a Kingdom Hearts Final Mix type thing where they did it again, but like they brought back the improvements from the second one into the first one. Well, didn't Spyro and the Crash remakes get built from the the ground up though? So that's kind of... Yeah, yeah. it's like that might be a little much, but it would be fun to see something sort of like that for the original trilogy yeah as for recommendations for other games in the franchise or anything i'm not gonna recommend any mario ones because considering my first three appearances on this podcast were all mario all in a row i might be a little biased <laughs> so i'm just not gonna touch that at all but um yeah i i pretty much just agree with go with going commando just keep going because they're all fun but yes. um yeah and we've talked about the other like kind of big playstation platformer games just try them all they're all fun yep agreed i agree and if you're gonna yeah and spyro and you got sly cooper and ratchet and jack that we talked about earlier other two good franchises to jump to Mm -hmm. there's a lot of good 3d platformers lots of good regular platforms just jump to from this yeah jump to this from there just experience a good variety of them there's a ton to ton to explore not just all the big ones. Although I can't think of any of the smaller ones right now. 
As, as for myself, uh, my final overall thoughts on the game is I'm excited to explore more in the franchise because, like I said, I've, I've played 2002 and 2016. I've enjoyed them both with the exception of maybe the difficulty spike at the end of 2002. <laughs> but I keep hearing that going Commando is that and up your arsenal. They're like the next like two best ones in the franchise that yeah. either I've heard, I've heard it both ways. Either going Commando is the best or up your arsenal. Like they either perfected it like you know kind of what it is and i'm also kind of just really interested in seeing like how the ps3 games took it i know there's like like a four player one like all for one right yeah all that... for one yeah a crack in time mm-hmm. uh so tools of destruction um all those are very fantastic too yeah i'm very interested in seeing the whole franchise i finally it was able to finally obtain all the mainline series ones like a couple weeks ago um i've yet to i got i don't have any of the portable ones but like i said i'm also just very interested in more in this franchise because as opposed to seeing jacks and sly this one's this franchise still going most uh most recently having was it this year got rift apart or was it last year last year got rift apart right it was the last couple of years i don't know yeah for the ps5 yeah so i'm very interested in seeing where you know where this franchise keeps going if it's you know it's a success for the company that makes it's starting to go do other things like make spider-man and other franchises but like they're still ratchet and clink still close to them though they're gonna keep continuing making games for that franchise as opposed to the um sucker punches and naughty dogs exploring other other options and kind of leaving what made them famous behind so nothing wrong with that just kind of ending on a good note on a high note and then just going to something else, but still it's fun to have ratchet around still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've, I've heard nothing but great things are rift apart. I've seen a little bit of gameplay and I'm excited to explore rift apart. I can't wait. Yeah. There's one specific barrier to playing that video game though. <laughs> <laughs> As for recommendations for other games, I would, I guess after hearing that, like, you know, I, I see that's uh, Super Metroid and a couple of other like things like Star Wars are inspiration. But after seeing that Conquer and Banjo Kazooie were inspirations, I would say yeah, those games make sense so if you want like kind of a little bit more of that you know kind of crass humor. I would say explore them. I, I still think they kind of hold up both Banjo and and Conquer. If uh, Microsoft would get their act right, they could actually have a couple of great mascot platformers for themselves. At least that I, I was a fan. If I wasn't a fan, I wouldn't have sought out every other game in the Ratchet series. So I am ex- I am interested in exploring more with what this franchise has to offer. I'd like to reiterate October's game of the month will be Telltale's The Walking Dead Season 1. If you're playing along or just want to discuss the game with us, make sure to let us know by using the hashtag Cartridge Club on whatever social media platform you frequent. For those of you who want to get a head start on November's game of the month, we'll be playing Grand Theft Auto Vice City. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, please reach out to us. We're always looking forward to having new community members on to talk about the games they love. To those of you interested in supporting the club beyond a review on the podcast of your choice, I'd like to mention that the club is entirely funded by pledges made from members in our community. We are extremely grateful to those supporters, and if you're interested in becoming one of them, please look at how you can do so at patreon.com forward slash cartridge club. But that being said, that's the show, everyone. I'd like to give a shout-out to our guests, and thank you very much for, for being here and helping out with the show. Uh, Finn, now, why don't you uh, tell us where we can find you on the Internet? 
Uh, I hang out in the Cartridge Club Discord for the most part. I have a Twitter. It's been dead for years. I keep meaning to go back, but I have no idea. So don't rely on finding me there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> if you pop into the Cartridge Club Discord, I'm always ranting about something. <laughs> well, thanks for helping good. us out here. Yeah, uh, good to be on. Adam, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Discord, Instagram, TikTok. I have all of that. I'm also a streamer on Twitch. Um, same Atomic Bomb 1980. I stream games at least four times a week. Um, sometimes more. This past week, I this past month, I did a charity stream. So I did that in, in coincide with the charity and the Cartridge Club. I put together to do Ratchet and Clank. So I did that. I'm probably going to take my video from all of that and I'm going to upload that to YouTube, my full playthrough. Um, I'm, I'm not I'm not going back to like collect all the little things, but I'm just going to do like, you know, my run through and finish it and then put that up there. But that's where you can find me. Thanks for helping us out. As for myself, you can find me on Twitter with the handle. It's Rocket Sauce. I have an Instagram with the same handle and I'm also on the Cartridge Club's Discord. With that being said, that's the show, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. See you soon. Good night.